Welcome to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. My name is Rebecca Whitman, and I'm a success mentor. I believe there are seven pillars of success. Your spiritual life, your physical fitness, your emotional, romantic, mental, social, and finally, your financial life. When you get all seven areas in alignment, you are balanced, beautiful, and abundant. I learned this the hard way. I've always made money. Unfortunately, I spent so much time making money that I never had time for the rest of my life. So, despite not having financial worries, I was never happy. I wanted romance, but I didn't have time to date. I wanted to be in great shape, but I couldn't find a moment to go to the gym. I wanted a more spiritual life, but I didn't meditate. That also takes time. I wanted to read great books and fill my mind with deep thoughts, but I never made the time. I wanted a great social life, not just going to work-related events. Emotionally, I was a wreck because my life was totally out of balance. Today, I earn more money than I ever have in my life, and I work only part-time. I have the relationship of my dreams. I'm in the best physical shape of my life. I'm spiritually grounded. I feel fulfilled mentally, socially, and emotionally. My life is in perfect alignment. This podcast will help you discover where your life is out of balance. My mission is to support you in achieving work-life balance so that you can have more fun and freedom in life. On my show, you will get to learn from experts in all seven areas of abundance. My guests have achieved tremendous success in their zone of genius. Are you ready to go to a level 10 in all seven areas of life? You got this. Welcome, Michaela Passeri, to the Balanced Beautiful Abundance Show. Yay! <laughs> I am so excited to have you on the show, and let me tell my audience a little bit about you. So, Michaela is an award-winning emotional intelligence coach, an international speaker, and an author. She helps six- and seven-figure entrepreneurs to reprogram their money story. She marries strategic business planning with emotional subconscious release work. So we're going to get right into it. So how do your clients transform, this is the title of this Facebook Live, by the way, from having their emotional story, that's their limiting belief, holding them back, how do they go from their limiting beliefs to becoming emotional ninjas in the business world? I know, right? That is the question. (laughs) That's the power of the question. We're getting right to it. Yes. Well, so first of all, if you think about a ninja, right? Mm -hmm. Think about a ninja. A ninja is very nimble, quick, very, they shift, right? And they're very focused, very grounded, but they're quick. So that's really what an emotional ninja is. It's It's the individual who has the skill of emotional intelligence, which is the skill of responding instead of reacting to what's showing up in their space. And you're doing it quickly, moment to moment to moment to moment, right? And you're doing it gracefully and you're doing it from a grounded place and you do it from an open heart 
place, right? So really being an emotional emotional ninja is, is just being able to manage your inner landscape so that you can actually be empowered by every single event that shows up in your space, by every single emotion that you feel, right? And um, it allows you to really then live life at a deeper place, from a deeper place, and it allows you to create and live the life of your own choosing because you're you're that much more aware, right? Right. You're that much more grounded. You're that much more connected to your true self, to your right. purpose, um, to your own, to the meaning that you want to give to your life, right? To everything. So, so let's go back, Michaela. I'm sure you had a prior version of yourself that was not an emotional ninja. Absolutely so, not. <laughs> how did you transform? What were you like before you did this work on yourself? Right. right. Yeah. How much time do we have? <laughs> it's a long story. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. So the, the, the easiest way that I can describe is that before I literally felt like I was walking with a dark cloud and I was living and walking with a dark cloud over my head. So I had no self-esteem. No self-love. In fact, I had quite the opposite. You know, I was very, what's, what's that word? Um, oh, I can't, I can't think of the word, but uh, I, I, not despising is that's a bit too strong, but I did, I had quite a bit of self-hatred, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and low self-esteem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so low self-confidence, low self-esteem, no self-love and really I was walking around feeling less than I felt that I wasn't good enough I felt that I was inferior to others I felt that I was unlucky that good things would never happen to me hence the black cloud constantly over my head so I would wake up in the morning and kind of feel a sense of dread like oof, what's like today's not going to bring anything good, right? And so and then all of those emotions that were really the accumulation of life experiences, my cultural upbringing, I, was, I grew up in, in Italy, and yes, I know everybody loves Italy, but culturally it's centuries and centuries of deeply entrenched negative conversations, limiting beliefs, sacrificing, you know, you've got to save face, you've, you know, you can't, um, uh, you can't go for the money, right? You got to sacrifice. You got to give yourself until nothing's left. You know, you kind of ring up, you got to ring yourself like an old rag and squeeze everything out. Right. Um, so it was, you know, that, so the, 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 the combination of the cultural upbringing, my personal, you know, life experiences that just kind of left me feeling like, Oh, life's against me. And it's this such an uphill battle that it doesn't seem like I'm, I'm capable of making it. Other people can. I see other people doing it, but it doesn't, didn't feel like I could do it at all. And so the journey was to really understand, okay, why, why am I feeling that way? Why am I thinking that I can't? Why am I feeling that I'm not capable, right? All of those conversations and just digging deep and finding the root cause negative emotional event that triggered that conversation and then releasing it, allowing it to be what it was, which was just what it was, 
right? Everything else was just an interpretation that I gave to it. And then creating, so erasing kind of the old interpretation that I gave it and then creating a new, more empower, empowering conversation and bringing that forth into my life. And so as I, as I can, you know, continue to dive deep, continue to uncover and discover what were my triggers? What were those events that maybe consciously I thought I had already overcome? You know, like one right. of the events was the death of my father, at the age of 20. Mm. And, you know, obviously I grieved and it took a while, but 10 years, 15 years later, <laughs> I thought I was, I had processed it, right? But in reality, I hadn't, right? So, so it's, it's really an energetic um, it's an energetic kind of work and it is all subconscious because we can't hold everything in the conscious mind right in the subconscious and in order for us to have a release the conscious mind has to connect the dots the conscious mind has to go ah I get it that's why blah 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 that's why I do this. That's why I feel this. That's why I take this action. That's why I don't take this action, right? That's why this happened. So the conscious mind, once the conscious mind can connect the dots, that's the aha. That's right. the opening, the breakthrough. And in that new opening, then you can make new choices from that new empowered place and not from the old disempowered place, right? And so that's kind of what I practiced for many, many, many years until finally it's like I got to a place it's like, oh, the cloud's gone. All I see is sun. You know, I, I wake up and I'm charged and I'm happy. And, and then it, it obviously, when I was feeling that I was living with the black cloud, my results in, in my personal life and my business showed, they showed up as that, right? So right. I picked the wrong business partners to be in business with, lost all the money that I had made, pick wrong, you know, uh, romantic partners, gave a bunch of money away, you know, all of that was the result. All of those decisions uh, were results of how I was feeling and the emotions that I hadn't processed yet. So it's really what, what, what I call them in the work that I do are the, the trapped emotions. So they're trapped. It's, it's literally vibratory energy that's trapped somewhere in your meridian system or even around the heart, we call them heart walls. So that are just kind of bringing the energetic body down and that are connected to these conversations, the, the disempowering conversations. So when you, you know, when you open up and release and create new conversations, then you let that go and then you raise your emotional vibration and in turn you raise your emotional intelligence and you get to a place of being able to manage yourself so then you become a an emotional ninja. <laughs> right. So what is your methodology or your system for doing this deep dive into these old emotional triggers, the trapped energy, releasing it? Is this something you came up with on your own? Is this something you learned from a coach? I know I did similar work through the 12 steps. Mm -hmm. So what is your methodology? Yeah, so I use a modality called emotion code. Mm -hmm. And and then I have added my own kind of spin to that. So definitely is the foundation of emotion code, but I've studied many other modalities. And so it's really a combination of 
of a lot of other modalities, energy healing modalities, whether it's NLP, tapping, future visioning, you know, whatever it is, hypno hypnosis, anything and everything that will support the individual to create that pop, create that disconnection from, you know, from that original root causal negative emotional event. Uh, and then once that opening is created, then we start strategizing, then we start creating new conversations. So if we're working, if I'm working with an individual that just wants to build their confidence, you know, and get and build their self-esteem and just do the inner work, then it's really just all energy and healing work. If I'm, ta- if I'm you know, working with an individual that wants to do this work because they know that at their core, that's where all of their issues are from as far as like in their business. Then we start there, but then, then we, we do strategy and implementation uh, steps to actually monetize in their business. So I have a degree in business and, um, you know, I basically help them create a business flow chart and all the, the various action steps that need to be taken to monetize and, and create the income that they want. That's great. So what are some common emotional money stories that you see repeating over and over again in your clients? Yeah. So, and actually you were asking me my, my, what my modality is, like what my process is. So I call it emotional money mastery yes. because it's really comes from the emotion. It's it's man, sorry, not managing, um, mirroring, right? The emotional subconscious stuff that's happening that's then being reflected in your money like what's showing up right right well i mean stories you know they they vary anywhere from people you know really not feeling that they're valuable enough right to people who are really in fear in fear of failing failure is a big one because they've had, we've all had experiences of failure, and that is that is an emotion that's actually really connected to procrastination, mm-hmm. and so we procrastinate because we are subconsciously wanting to avoid to fail. The embarrassment, shame, you know, and guilt that comes through failing, and so when we do that, right, then it affects our money. Right. So so it's really that um, that fear of, of, of failing, of, of, of not getting to the, the goal that then makes us not get to the goal. <laughs> that right? makes sense, because if somebody fears failure, of course, they're going to procrastinate on what steps they need to take to reach their goal, because they're like, well, what's the point of doing all this action if I'm going to fail anyway? Right. And then, and then the vicious cycle comes in where it's like, then they, they don't, they, they still, you know, do stuff, but they're not doing the right stuff. So they're taking action, but they're not taking the right action. And then at the end they go, see, I knew it. Right. It's almost like a self-fulfilling property. See, I knew I couldn't do it. Right. Or look at this. I've efforted so much and I never get to where I want. So it's that kind of vicious cycle that's stemming from really the emotion of fear. In fact, there are three main emotions that affect our money result. Fear is the number one, mm-hmm. right? Because it, it paralyzes us. It has us not make decisions or it has us give us excuses so that then we end up making the wrong decisions, right? Yeah. 
And that's self-sabotage. So uh, fear is a big contributor to self-sabotage. Just like failure is the biggest contributor to procrastination. Failure is number two emotion. So we talked about that. And then number three is worthlessness is really that not feeling good enough, feeling that I'm not worthy. So if I'm, if I don't feel that I'm worthy of anything, whether it's love, you know, health, friendship, happiness, whatever, then how can I feel that I'm worth money? Right? So if somebody has a worth conversation and they're trying to create certain monetary monetary results they will not get to it until they resolve that conversation within themselves because it's there's a disconnect there oh yeah definitely so let's talk about worthlessness because i feel like a lot of women's wound is i'm not good enough Mm -hmm. so can you give my listeners a couple tips or tools for how to get over the limiting belief of I'm not good enough or worth worthlessness. Yeah. So I know that is the woe of the woman, right? Right. That is the woe of the woman. Um, well, first and foremost, the, the first thing to do the, the, the emotional ninja hack yes. that I tell people around worthlessness is to, in the moment that you feel that right is to take a breath and bring love and compassion to that part of yourself that feels that way. Because not all of you feels that way. You don't yeah. always feel worthless. There are moments that you feel on top of the world. You feel you can do it. You're gung-ho, right? But then there's those other moments. And I'm sorry, the neighbor's gardeners is cleaning. So there's a little bit of a buzzing. I don't know if you can hear it. But we can but It hear. sounds really loud here. So, um... So it's just bringing love and compassion to that part of yourself that doesn't feel worthy. Yeah. Right? So you bring love and compassion and grace. And, it's like it, and instead of beating yourself up for, oh, I shouldn't feel worthless, right? Or I shouldn't feel this way. It's like, okay, that part of me, what part, what part of me feels that way? And kind of go, in, go within and go through that introspective journey, introspective journey that hopefully will take you to an answer. It's like, okay, well, why am I feeling that? What's that about? What's underneath it? You know, what's underneath this conversation? Now, sometimes we can arrive to that on our own. Sometimes we need people on the outside to guide us because yeah. those are the blinders, right? That's the blinders that we have as, you know, human beings in our own life. We can't see what we, you know, we don't know what we don't know until we know it. So it, sometimes we, we need that outside support, whether it's a coach, whether it's, you know, uh, talking to a, a confidant. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's just, it's an introspective journey, really. It's an introspective journey. And it's, it's, it, starts with, it starts with asking yourself certain questions and then listening for the answer. And the answer will come. It'll come sometimes from other people, sometimes from something you read, sometimes as a download, as an inspired thought. But the answer is hearing the answer right now, if you're listening, because I really believe, you know, when the student's ready, the teacher appears Mm -hmm. and it'll, the answer will be through a podcast or a book or a song or a YouTube video. But if you're seeking, you will find the answers. So 
I know you combine systems with emotional healing work, which is really interesting. So what are some of your favorite software systems for return on investment uh, implementations? Well, so it's not necessarily software. It's literally, and it's systems in the sense of um, strategy, strategic action steps that an entrepreneur or a business person needs to take to generate income. And when we think about generating income, most people don't connect to the fact that you, you've got to sell, right? So it's really about the enrollment conversation. It's about, so I, it's a whole um, array of understanding how to wordsmith your message, how to wordsmith your purpose, how to wordsmith your, your services, your products, and then how to speak to someone in such a way that they understand and then they auto-select themselves into what it is that you have to offer. And then from there, you take them down an enrollment conversation. And so there are certain steps that you've got to take on the way to the enrollment conversation, and then there are steps that you have to take after the enrollment conversation. But everything, it, it all centers around enrollment because that's how you create income. Yeah. Income through selling. So we're always selling. That's what we do as human beings. We're selling ourselves to our partner. We're selling ourselves to our parents, to our children. We're selling ourselves to our clients, right? So we get to really understand how to do that and take away the stigma, stigma of selling and really shift it into enrolling. And enrolling from the place of not pushing, but enrolling meaning, hey, this is me, right? This is my message. This is what I'm about. This is what I do. This is what I care about. And if you feel called and if you feel connected, come on in. So it's an invitation. Yes. More than a pushing, which is pushing is old sales, right? So enrollment is an invitation and it's inviting people in to getting to know you. It's inviting people to trying your products. And then it's inviting people to an opportunity to transform through your products and services. So that's really what I, what I teach. That's and a shift. Yeah, that's a that's shift. A and it's, yeah. Instead of pushing, it's inviting. And it's more feminine because women attract through magnetizing. Yeah. It's a more feminine way to sell as an invitation. And I think what you're saying, it's all about asking the right questions mm -hmm. because questions are going to make people actually decide for themselves if your product, good, or service is right for them, rather than yeah. telling someone, I think what you're saying is it's all about the enrollment conversation, which is asking them poignant questions. Am I correct? Yeah, and it, yeah, it is all about the questions, but it's also about your response because and, and listening, because you'll ask questions and then you want to listen, and then as you're listening, you're responding to what you're hearing, so that you can guide the person to the yes. Yes. Guide the person to enrolling, right? So it, it, it's a very delicate dance between responding, listening, communicating, understanding, and then just navigating that process. Now, it's not always going to look the same. You're not always going to nail it, right? But that's okay. It's 
um, it's just part of the process, right? It comes with the territory. And you learn every conversation with someone, you can learn more about your systems, your process, your message. And I like too what you said about listening. You know, we have two ears and one mouth because we're supposed to listen twice as much as we speak. But a lot of salespeople don't want to listen. They just want to talk, 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 talk. And they talk themselves right past the sale. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, in fact, a lot of times what I say, what I say is they vomit, you, you know, you don't want to vomit. Yeah. Because that means you're, you're just giving too much information. You want to give the right information at the right time. And that's why you want to listen. And you're listening for how you can support this person. What's their need? What are they looking for? Maybe you're not the right fit. Right. And if you're not the right fit, then that's where you stand. You acknowledge if that's what it is and maybe you give them a referral. But if you feel that you're the right fit and you can help and that's what you communicate. So that's, you know, that's really the, the strategy and then and, and the process that, um, you know, entrepreneurs in particular, because we don't get trained in this stuff. It's kind of like the school of hard knocks, right? Yeah. Um, that really entrepreneurs get to learn so that they can, you know, increase their, their closing ratio and increase their, their income. So can you speak into the distinction between being busy and being productive? I know we've kind of mentioned procrastination and if you have a limiting belief about failure, you won't get the results, but let's talk more about that. Cause I think a lot of, entrepreneurs are caught up in the busyness and they don't get the results they want. Yeah. So that's actually tied that like staying in the busyness is really tied to fear. It's tied to the emotion of fear because what's happening is you are lying to yourself that, Oh, well, if I am busy enough, the results will come. Or if I'm busy, see, I'm working really hard because maybe there's a conversation of, I got to work hard to make the result, right? So that, that process is really a process that the subconscious is trying to trick, right? There's a, like a trick into thinking that you are doing the right thing when in reality, you want to work smarter, not harder. Yes. Right? So being busy doing things might not be what you need to do. You want to be busy doing the right things and that might just keep you busy for a couple of hours a day. And not it's about delegating, day. right? Delegating the busy things that are making you money and that aren't in your zone of genius, which is yeah. really there's that, absolutely. There's that too. It's like, you don't, you, uh, you know, I, I've known in, in, in my career, I've known a few people that, they want to do it all themselves. They're an entrepreneur and they make their own website and they make their own landing pages. Well, if you're an entrepreneur, let's say you're a coach, you shouldn't be making your own website. You shouldn't be making your own landing pages. You should be coaching. Right. That's where your time should be put in is coaching and having conversations with people about your coaching, <laughs> right? That's where your time should be focused. So if you find yourself, you know, doing all of the, whether it's writing your email newsletter, you know, making your website, uh, doing your own post, 
things like that, you might be putting way too much on your plate to do that's taking time away from income generating activities that would be maybe networking, speaking, having enrollment conversations, maybe doing videos, right? Just doing the things that are going to bring visibility to you so that you can actually get leads and then get clients, right? But if you put in your schedule all these other things that you have to do, right? so that you're busy and you're working hard, then it kind of defeats the purpose. And I get that a lot of people, especially if you're at the beginning, you're starting out, or if you're still struggling, you say, well, I don't have the money to, right? Trust me, there are ways with Fiverr, uh, what is it called? Upwork. You can find help for cheap now. Yes. Right? So there is a way for you. If you're open to it, if you're not tied to the conversation, well, I don't have the money, so I can't have help, take a look at that. Because that is a that is a um, a sabo, it's a saboteur thought to keep you in in that mediocre result. Because in reality, there are many resources out there that you could use that don't cost that much that could help you free up time so you're actually doing the thing. In reality, what most people won't want to admit is that they don't want to have the enrollment conversations. They don't want to market. They don't want to do videos. They don't want to sell. And so they lie to themselves about, oh, I'm busy doing all these things. I got to do all these things. So they're putting time into that and they're foregoing the most important part, which is what brings them the money. And that's the vicious circle of the entrepreneur, unfortunately. That is so good. Wow. So I know this is kind of a funny trick question. Okay. <laughs> um, can you be wealthy and not emotionally healed? Because I know in your bio it says that you have to be emotionally healed first. So let's talk about the people who have created wealth without right. emotional healing. How do they do it? Right, right. Well, so, you know, it is, it is a very fine line. There's a lot of gray, <laughs> right? Because, yeah, you say, well, wait a minute. Well, what about, you know, some of the people, you know, some of the people that we see out there that are famous, that have all this wealth, right, but might not be emotionally stable or healthy. Um, so... You want to, when we talk about that, it's really talking about it from a place of self-generating, right? So am I generating from the core? Am I generating the wealth? Where am I generating the wealth from? Does that make sense? Is it, is it wealth that's generated from my passion, my uh, authenticity, my um, well-being, right? My uh, emotional intelligence, or is it coming from something somewhere else? So you want to take a look at that. Uh, you want to also take a look at, you know, we don't know people's story. Maybe at one point they were emotionally healthy and then fell down you know, how do you say, they, 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 they kind of, they fell down, right? Yeah. And that's what we see now. So we don't really know. So, so it's really hard <laughs> to give you an answer to this because we don't really know people's story. But what you want to think about is this. If money is energy and it's a reflection of the value that we give to ourselves and that we give to money, right? That's what we want to look at. So if you're not happy with the money that you're making, what's present in your life right now, 
uh, the results that you're generating or not generating, I guarantee you there is an emotional, subconscious, subconscious emotional cause that has not been resolved that's bringing you to that place. And so to go to the next step, right, there needs to be some release. Now, another thing that, you know, to answer your question is like, well, maybe for those people, to us, they're wealthy, but maybe to them, they're not wealthy. We have to also look at what does wealth mean to them? You know, right. we at a millionaire. I had a client before, you know, before, about a couple of years ago. Um, she's a millionaire, multimillionaire. She sold her company for over $10 million. And in, in some of our minds, she's wealthy. She's successful, right? But she was coaching with me because she wanted to get $2 billion. Right. So in her mind, well, she acknowledged that she was comfortable, that her goal was way beyond there. So we want to also take a look at that too. Every person has a different interpretation of abundance, of wealth, right, of prosperity. So we get to work with our own. We get to keep it here. Stop looking out there. Stop judging out there. Just worry about here, right? So yes. what? One of my favorite sayings that my mom used to say is wear blinders and run your own race. Mm -hmm. Because everybody has a different definition of success and wealth yeah. and abundance. For some people, abundance might just mean an abundance of friends or love. You know, in my book, How to Make a Six-Figure Income Working Part-Time, there's seven pillars of abundance. It's not necessarily money. And sometimes the people with the most money have the least abundance in other areas, in other like areas. their emotional health or their physical health could be suffering at the price of creating all this wealth. They have no friends. They have no love life. They have no time to work out or meditate. So they're only abundant in one out of the seven areas. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Abund abundance is very relative. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you have to really just focus on what feels good to you. What do you want to create? How do you want to feel? What's the experience that you want to have? I love that question. How do you want to feel? Because we get to choose our own feelings. And that leads me to my next question. And that is, how do you coach your clients to overcome burnout? Because we don't want to feel, you know, dissatisfied, demotivated, tired, frustrated while we're creating our success and our wealth. So how do we create wealth and abundance and actually be joyous and happy in the process and not get burned out? Yeah. So, um, so first of all, one of the emotions that contributes to burnout is overwhelm. Yeah. And one of the emotional ninja hacks for overwhelm is to literally just tackle one thing at a time. Mm. So overwhelm, we feel overwhelmed because we feel like, oh my God, I got all these things to do, right? I've got all this stuff on my plate. But if you just focus on one and focus on, on bringing that one thing to completion the, and celebrate, because you got to celebrate because that's success, mm -hmm. then you move to the next. Slowly, overwhelm will start dissipating. As overwhelm dissipates, then burnout also dissipates, Right. Because you're, you are, um, you're just, you're taking it step by step. Now, the other, you know, side of the coin is expectations. You get to manage your own expectations because 
sometimes we get stuck in burnout and in overwhelm because we are expecting that we reach a certain goal by a certain time and we push ourselves there. And sometimes that's not the right timing. And one of the laws of the universe is the law of gestation, which means that everything in this universe has a certain time to manifestation, right? So in order for something to manifest in this reality, there's going to be a certain amount of time. And we don't know what that is. We know, right? As a woman, it takes nine months to gestate a, a, a baby in our belly, right? It takes seven days for a seed of grass to sprout from the earth. It takes 25 years for a, a, a tree to really become full grown, right? So there's all since different types of gestations. So when we look at our business and we look at the results that we want to create, we're really not going to know what the timing is going to be. So we get to really manage our expectations with that. Yes, we can set a goal. We can set a by when, but then have no attachment if we really need it. The importance is that we need it. Mm-hmm. We don't need it by the set date. That's okay. Right? It's, it's giving ourselves grace in the process. That is so beautiful. And I really think that expectations are the mother of resentment. Yeah. If you don't have expectations, if you have goals and then surrender the timing to the divine, to God, to the universe, whatever you believe in, to love, then it's such a joyous unfoldment. But if you're like so hard on yourself, constantly beating yourself up, I thought I'd be here by when. I thought I'd be at this point in my life at this age. It's just totally beating yourself up and instead of enjoying the unfolding of the journey and knowing there's also a faith that needs to happen knowing that it will unfold in god's time yeah and when you're in that like oh you know kind of disappointment right you're 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 kind of downwards you're you run the risk of downward spiraling which then brings you into an opportunity to have even more negative emotions in your space. What you want to do is look for the next better feeling place. I love that. That's that's a quote. Better feeling place. Yeah. You look for the next better feeling place. So that's the other solution. So the first one, you know, that we we talked about is really just taking one thing at a time Mm -hmm. and then, the second solution for burnout is to just really focus on, on moment to moment to moment, looking for that next better feeling place. So maybe if right now I'm feeling really overwhelmed or right now I'm feeling depressed, let me focus on what's going to make me feel even just a little bit better. Then I get to that place and at that place I say, okay, then what's going to make me feel even a little bit better from there. And then I get to that place and you so on and so on until you get to a place of like, oh, okay, now I feel good. That is so great. Well, this has been amazing, Michaela. You've dropped so much wisdom on our audience. How can we keep in touch with you? Well, um, I have, let's see, several ways. Obviously, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. Um, I have, obviously, a website called the uh, loveyourevolution.com. So you can go there. But the best way, if you at all resonate with anything that I've said or feel called to kind of dive a little deeper, I do uh, these events called The Money Breakthrough. 
events and they're one day events and they're free. And the next one is June 3rd. And so if anybody wants to come and join and kind of go a little bit deeper there, I, I take people through certain processes and exercises to create a money opening you know, to create some of those breakthroughs and ahas, uh, you can go to themoneybreakthrough.com and just sign up there. Like I said, it's free. And the next one is June 3rd. It's all day, 9 to 4 Pacific time. And love to uh, continue the conversation. So, yeah. This is so awesome. If you're listening to this on Facebook, share this on someone's wall or tag a friend. If you're listening to the podcast, take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram at Rebecca E. Whitman. I'll give you a shout out. Give us a five-star review. We really don't uh, believe in advertisements at this point. This is a grassroots movement of people just tapping each other on the shoulder, nudging each other by the elbow. Hey, listen to this. This is awesome information. This is going to up-level your business or your life, and we really appreciate your word of mouth. So tell a friend. Give us a great review. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Thank you, Michaela Passeri, for your time and all the beautiful beautiful wisdom. And we will look forward to seeing everyone for the next show of the Balanced, Beautiful, Abundant podcast. Bye, everyone. Ciao, ciao. Who says you can't have it all? I'm proof that you can. You just have to put your life into balance. Too much of anything, money, fitness, socializing, can overtake your life. When all seven aspects of your life work in harmony, you will achieve the balanced, beautiful, and abundant life you've always dreamed of. Please subscribe to hear more inspiring interviews. Is there someone you know who could benefit from this podcast? Please share this podcast with them please review this podcast. Your feedback will help me target your needs and plan for upcoming shows that answer your questions and feature guest speakers that can make a big difference in your life. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Rebecca E. Whitman. Feel free to DM me to book a free balance assessment call. And don't forget, stay balanced, beautiful, and abundant.